Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> and it's just, it's just trying to act like a river in the middle of Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to, oh, to be a river in the middle of Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> boys here hi everybody welcome to the lore boys where we discuss lore and our boys i'm your host <laughs> ethan palmer with me is peter o'donohue hi peter o'donohue also lore also boys <laughs> and james miller hello guys hi uh, i think i'm both of those too yeah yeah lore and boy perfect cool. checks out we've uh completed the uh captcha for today's episode <laughs> we're ready to start <laughs> The uh, the the inspector behind Ethan can tick that box off on her clipboard, yeah. like <laughs> exactly. just like chick chick to the lore boys, good. And then it's, and it's like the health inspector, or it's just like, but they didn't clean the grease trap, so that's gonna yeah. knock a dock point on that one. <laughs> I'm wearing my no slip shoes. Um, <laughs> this this episode is a part two, so uh, if you're just tuning into the lore boys for the first time or some other. Um, this episode would make more sense if you check out the links in the description, which will take you to our original Kamigawa episode where we talk about the Kami War. Um, Kamigawa is what do you what do you guys remember about Kamigawa? I, we so um, I know you had mentioned it, but I will toot my own horn here. Uh, definitely top ten title cards that I've done for the Kamigawa one because yep. we had a solid bit running the entire time. Um, so it was easy to develop, but uh, it is an ancient Japanese-themed Magic the Gathering setting uh, where there was an emperor who like went into the plains or something to steal the tears of a dragon or the heart to make himself immortal, and then demons came through to try and steal it back, and then so did the like serpent god. There was a bunch of different dragons representing the different elements, and they all had oh, yeah. the thematic names, which I don't remember whatsoever, but... They're yeah, all very cool. I, I would have been amazed if you remembered Yosai the Morning Star. You know what I mean? Uh, I, okay, yeah. I knew they were all. I knew they were all something, some nonsense, blank star. Yeah, but exactly. like I, I couldn't remember the title. I was just like, yeah. I, for me, it was like River or something. Like, I, I don't even know if I could remember. I I wrote this script today, and I mentioned them all by name. I remember Jukin, Ryusei, and Yosai. Can't remember the water one. Or the what about black. the fractally one that was like in that dome? Th- that's that heart. Yeah, that's that's Kyodai, okay. who is the heart of Okagachi. But Peter, Peter okay. nailed it. Ten out of ten. Very good. Uh, great recap. So uh, the Teletubbies were there too. So yeah, yeah Teletubbies were there. Exactly. I was gonna say, oh, Kamigawa, Lord boys got the power, and then that was gonna yeah. be my whole thing. But I think Pete did pretty good too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Pete's would have been better if if he'd let you get a word in edgewise. <laughs> whatever now now all now all we know is regret going into the start of this one so right uh, <laughs> so um yeah as a recap a lot of what what peter said uh it's 
dynastic warrior samurai powerful spirits called Kami, uh, who are based on real Japanese myth, and Oni, who are demons of Japanese myth. Um, As I mentioned, we're going to cover roughly 1,200 years of history between uh, the end of the last episode leading right up to Neon Dynasty. Uh, For anyone who had their hopes up, we're not actually going to get quite into Neon Dynasty today. I would love to do an episode (laughs) focusing on some of the stories of that time specifically, that cyberpunk future, but we're going to bridge the gap before we jump into it. Dude, 1,200 years in one hour? Take that, Dan Carlin. (laughs) 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 Yeah, dude. Takes like four hours to cover like a year of World War afternoon in Genghis Khan's life. (laughs) And here at 4.30 in the afternoon, he get got on to feasting and raping once again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I guess as my quick recap, uh, the war began when, like Pete said, the de facto leader of the largest of Kamigawa's kingdom, Lord Takeshi Kanda, stole a piece of the greatest Kami's very essence known as Kyodai, or that which was taken. Uh, the war ended with Takeshi's daughter, Michiko, merging with Kyodai to become the guardian of the two worlds, the material and spirit. Together, they destroyed the rogue father of Kyodai Okagachi and sentenced Lord Konda to an eternity of suffering as a million pieces of sentient stone. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was that was hardcore. Yeah. And then peace and prosperity reigned forevermore in Kamigawa. Of right. Of course. Yeah. That's how we can get through twelve hundred years so fast. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. That's the episode. Well, it's been uh, great. Nothing of consequence ever occurred again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think uh, what it would be like to be a, a million little pieces of stone. Like, pieces of you would be, like, washed down a river and sand. Like, pieces of you would be, like, stuck onto the side of a cliff. It might be kind of cool. It doesn't sound that bad. It Unless could it's, like, be pretty zen eventually, considering yeah. you'd end up, like, parts of you would be, yeah, like, under the sediment of a river or, like, yeah. maybe in the bottom of a glacier and you get to move four and a half inches Whoa. every 80 years or something. <laughs> I mean, you'd, you'd gradually be like broken down into more and more pieces, right? Like as erosion occurs, those rocks would eventually rub down to nubs and, right. and wash down to nubs. So like eventually, like I, I've heard this statistic before and I have no idea how true it is that like every breath you take, you breathe at least one molecule that was breathed by Napoleon Bonaparte. Just like the kind of like law of numbers, like they're yeah. so small and there's so many that it's likely that one of them was within him at some point. Not any other human, just, just him. He breathed just a Napoleon. Lot. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, breathed yeah. a lot. He breathed a lot. Yeah. Sp- like spiders, another... Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like another fucking Dan Carlin fact. <laughs> um, yeah, or like maybe you like you end up like as a perfectly smooth river rock that gets swallowed by a bird to grind up its food in its belly. Mm-hmm. Birds do that. Some birds. Some okay. do. All right, take off that. Wait, you ain't never, you ain't never swallowed a stone, so you didn't have to chew no more. Come on, <laughs> dude, what are you doing? Wasting all your time chewing. Uh, I've only seen one bird with teeth, and it, and it's always sunny. And uh, <laughs> I, I think they made that one. <laughs> Imagine going out to a nice place with someone for like a glass of whiskey, and you just like swallow the stones in front of them. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> bread, breadsticks, and then a basket of river rocks are complimentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With every uh, table. You go out for a drink, you swallow your whiskey stones, then you ask them if they're going to finish theirs. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't chew my lunch. I really need these. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a joke to die for. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, peace and prosperity didn't quite reign in Kamigawa at the end of the Kami War when um, Michiko and, and Kyodai defeated the their fathers, essentially, to bring peace and prosperity to the region. So for the common person in Kamigawa, 
those, you know, who are out tilling the fields, you know, weaving the cloth in the textile factories or, you know, the soldiers in the Lord's armies, most of them never really found out about like Lord Konda's crime, right? That he stole the heart of of an ancient, the most ancient kami, the the barrier between the, the very worlds. Uh, so to most people, there wasn't really any telling why the kami decided to suddenly invade their realms and conduct wholesale slaughter. All that they saw was that their lord was doing everything he could, sending his armies to different lands to protect them, and you know, sacrificing his men in the fight against these kami uh, to protect. The people is, is kind of what they saw, kind of what the lay person saw. Um, you know, what mainstream media would have you believe. Uh, <laughs> so uh, all the king's horses and all the king's men may have shattered Humpty Dumpty behind the scenes, but to everyone watching, they were just trying to put him back together. Okay. Right? Okay. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you've got you've you've always got uh the the the, the emperor's press secretary coming out uh on TV to uh walk back every single thing he said uh, <laughs> at three, three hours later. Uh, Mr. Pre- I know he said that he went out there and, and pushed Mr. Dumpty off the wall, but uh, truth be told, he didn't have anything to do with it. Sure. You know, in the, in the heat of the moment, taken out of context, might seem like he wanted him dead, but that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now that Takeshi Kondo was gone, sentenced to being rebel for eternity, like we said, People saw his daughter working closely with Kyodai, the child of Okagachi, the great serpent who killed thousands of humans during the war. Right. And we're kind of like, well, what's going on here? You know what I mean? So aren't you kind of working with the enemy? And now you're like, you've replaced him. He he got killed. You know, maybe some people knew she did it, doubt it. Maybe plenty of people thought she did it. Um, and now she's working with the these spirits that have been terrorizing them for decades at this point, right? Right. So, in light of this, Kyodai and Michiko agreed uh, the world should know of her father's crime. She's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him on blast. You know what I mean? Uh, together, they revealed the truth of things, how Takeshi had stolen the heart of Okagachi, which had led to the war in the first... Oh. And, and now, peace and prosperity reign forevermore in <laughs> Kamigawa. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. <laughs> uh, I mean, still not really. Um, the rest of Michiko's life would be spent trying to undo the damage of her father, uh, though it, it would re- forever remain a struggle for her. She never quite got to a point where people were chill. People had no chill, I guess. Okay, yeah. She um, The expose she did with Ronan Farrow didn't pan out and fix it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Dang. Uh, well, she really got dinged when she was making fun of Greta Thunberg, right? So. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So knowing the truth of Takeshi's transgressions, there were many who felt she was unfit to rule simply because she was his daughter. They're like, this, she's like, hey, this, it's, you know, things are good. I'm here to help. The last guy, he like went into the spirit world and stole the heart of a god. And that's what caused the war. Okay. But I'm here. I'm working with that heart and I'm here to make it better. Uh, And everybody was like, aren't you his daughter? Yeah. And I mean, Okay, so she did sentence him. She literally sentenced him to an eternal punishment uh, as a pile of feeling debris. But I guess people were still still pretty angry yeah, about all the lies. Part of, yeah, it could have been part of her plan, you know. And she had all those uh, carrier pigeons that she didn't tell everyone about, the secret carrier pigeons. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fire carrier pigeons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Encrypted carrier pigeons on Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> 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 so uh on top of that so we've got the one camp we've got the liberals who are like hey 
you know, you're not fit to rule because your father was the one who did this to us. And then we have the conservatives who are like, no, you, you're just making this up. We still believe the thing that we believed before. We refuse to ever change our viewpoint. Uh, you were corrupted by the Kami. You're a puppet to the sinister shadow cabal that is made up of checks notes, the gods and spirits of the natural world, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, you got like a pile of rubble in a pizza shop basement. It's like, yeah. Her dad's down there, man. I swear yeah, to God. <laughs> so I'm going to share the, the first artwork for today's episode with you guys. So, uh, Pete, I want you to tell me as quick as you can the first thing you noticed about the image. Okay, because Jamie really knocked it out of the park last week. I, so I'm, I'm, it's yeah. one thing, one one specific detail, which I'm curious if you'll pick up on. Uh, I don't know. It's like there, there is just a big thumb. <laughs> no, so it's very tall. Oh, wait, it's wait, tall wait, and thin, wait. right? Yeah. So, um, a lot of the um, a lot of the lore from this episode comes from this this type of card called sagas. They were introduced in Do the Dominaria block. I want to say the recent return to Dominaria block, which we did an episode around Dominaria around the time when that block came out. Mm. Um, so how sagas work? They're enchantments that you basically play you you put it onto the battlefield then every turn it like grows as it kind of tells the story so if the enemy can destroy the enchantment if your opponent can destroy your enchantment oh. before your saga is complete it won't do everything that it was set out to do as the fans okay. opening it's telling the whole story it looks like each blade of the fan like paints the picture behind it right? yeah exactly so it's it's like the it's a fan that's basically showing michiko uh as empress during this time or whatever as she's kind of leading the world out of okay, its, yeah. its ignorance um, but you'll notice there's like there's I think just two uh, on that I two pictures that I'm actually going to share with you guys that come from this type of card called uh, these sagas. Um, but basically they they're supposed to like tell the story through the in-game actions that the card does, which is is kind of an interesting mechanic that was introduced a little while ago. Um, so this one's called Michiko's Reign of Truth. So anyone listening at home, you guys want to see the art that we're talking about? It's by Vulcan Baga. Uh, the card is called Michiko's Reign. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed that because, like, I like p pictures from Wikipedia or like from a fan wiki are always so kind of obtuse and randomly shaped. The actual like the fact that it looks like an eye, like a like a phone wallpaper opposed yeah. to like a, a square on a magic card wouldn't have jumped out. I just remember it's just like it's a hand with like a big thumb, and I yeah. thought there was going to be like <laughs> yeah. the guy holding this fan is. I, <laughs> I I did set you up to fail. I thought maybe on the off chance you would be like, why is the resolution like this? But. Uh, I, I did kind of set you up to fail and be like, look outside the picture to find what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you said normally pictures from a fan wiki and there's literally uh, a picture. And there's a fan oh, wiki. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're less punny than I thought you were being. I, I, did, I did get this one on, on fans.fandom.com. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, so despite the trials and tribulations, Michiko would eventually usher in an age of progress upon Kamigawa as both people and Kami work to repair the world. Michiko had wanted to lead as a spiritual advisor more than as a traditional leader and had refused the title of emperor in her lifetime. But she was awarded the title posthumously as the first emperor of a new Kamigawa. So she didn't want to be seen as an emperor. And she passed away and people were like, she was the emperor. New emperor is her kid. Basically right away. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> um, Kyodai, for what it's worth, is very enigmatic throughout the story that I'm going to tell today. Feels like the that which was taken, whom Michiko had worked so closely with to kind of build this piece and foster this piece, uh, is surprisingly absent. Um, I'm going to say Loreboy's canon. Kyodai is dealing with a lot of Kami bullshit, right? Not 
again, this came up a lot last time, not commie bullshit, but commie bullshit. K-A-M-I. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're dealing with a lot of like the spiritual, the angry spirits and things like that kind of calming them. Um, there will be, I think, just one bit of Lord Boy's Canon where we talk about where Kyodai might be. Okay. So now, finally, peace and prosperity would reign on Kamigawa for a little while, at least. Uh, like, 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 like weeks or, or, de- or <laughs> no, no. decades? I, I, a couple oh. generations. So, oh, shit. Okay. That's yeah. not so bad. It, it, it is good. Um, Michiko's descendants worked with the great Kami Kyodai to uphold peace and prosperity for future generations. But as time passed and the deeds of the past gradually forgotten by short lived humans, the lessons learned were also eventually forgotten. So, this is kind of a recurring theme where the Kami didn't necessarily forget you know, their anger at the war and everything, but they did kind of move on from it and kind of remember the lessons that they learned there as humans who die and, you know, just breed further humans, you know, or who are, who live on through their children rather than living on through their living on, um, obviously forget the mistakes of the past and repeat them all over again, which yeah, I mean, Tommy can't fantasy. die, right? No, exactly. They, they typically just get reborn. Oh yeah. But the so stronger I, they are, like the longer their respawn is or something. It, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, right. Uh, and it gets a little interesting a, a little bit later with some commie that we're going to talk about who didn't seem like they were going to respond, but uh, we'll, we'll cover that uh, in a little bit. Um, I got so it all came to a head, all this this human human bullshit uh, when one of Michiko's descendants, the emperor at the time, because we are doing uh, like a hegemon here where it's just passed on from empress emperor to child, emperor to child, emperor to child. Okay. Um, one of Michiko's descendants passes away suddenly without an heir. So now, you know, the best laid plants of mice and men, Kami, gone astray. Um, the question of succession was one to fight over as some sided with her brother while others sided with her husband. So she's married and has a brother. It's the worst of all worlds uh, and no no child. Basically. Okay. Iganjo, the castle where uh, the Kondas reign from, dis- devolves into war. Uh, and from the castle, it infected the realm entirely, spreading to the most distant reaches of the world. The world was still weakened from the losses sustained in the war. People were still desperate. You know, there was still kind of like petty warlords who were harboring grudges for losing whatever, uh, and, you know, just opportunists who saw the opportunity when uh, Iganjo devolved into war to kind of make their own claim on the on the world. So we regressed to this, you know, dynastic feudal world where people are kind of always sparring with each other and there's this all out war over who should be emperor taking place in the castle. This is like a classic schism when it's just like, okay, yeah, peace and prosperity, guys. Remember to have a son or a daughter. Who cares how the, what that rule is, but just like, just get pregnant, okay? It's like, <laughs> will, will do, says, before having, a, having an aneurysm and dropping dead out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, as soon as you can, just, you know, have a kid. Doesn't matter who it's with, so that you can raise them right and they can be emperor. Cool? Yeah, uh, this is a big Kyodai. That's which was taken, and that which is about to be taken, his lunch break. So I'm going to be in the, <laughs> the break room, okay? Uh, don't don't die while I'm gone. <laughs> just I'm just kidding, but I'm I'm kind of serious. You know, I'm just don't, don't die while I'm gone. You only got one shot at this. You know, like we we learned that the hard way. Trusting you guys to remember things through death, you don't. So just just uh, <laughs> just, just pay attention right now, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, so the dragon kami who had once protected Kamigawa's mortal inhabitants, had all been lost, but for one during the war. Uh, Peter mentioned these dragons, each one kind of aspected to a plane. There was a white, a blue, a black, a green, a red, and a green. Um, so Yosai, the morning star, morning star, excuse me, 
was destroyed by Okagachi trying to defend Aiganjo Tower. Um, also, Jugen and Kaiga, uh, the black, or sorry, the blue and the green, both fell during the war off camera, I guess. Um, yeah. Or off camera for us is all you guys need to know. Anyway. Yeah, Jugen died on his way to his home planet, basically. Koksho, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, the evening star, the black aspected dragon, actually died in the intervening, intervening year. Uh, between the Kami War and and kind of where we are today with the War of Succession uh, raging, uh, but not too much before. So he died defending the swamps that that he called home from uh, an invasion of Oni or demons. Uh, in the chaos of the Kami War, many Oni who were once imprisoned within the Sosenkin Mountains were released by ogres who lived there merely to spread further death and destruction amongst the humans. We didn't talk too much about the Okagachi, the, the ogres of this plane, uh, but they are just kind of these agents of chaos who live in the mountains and were once a very powerful faction who has now kind of taken the, the sidelines to humans. Uh, so in the war, they saw they were their own opportunists. They saw their opportunity and they kind of released a bunch of demons to go mess with humans as well. Seems like a lot of them are still running rampant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did seem to be dealt with at the end of the war. And this was kind of something that I was researching a bit and there was seemed to be a bit of like oh it's the demons from during the kami war but then there was also there's also something we're going to talk about a bit later which may have caused the demons to show up so which it was i'm not sure uh but for right now what we need to know is a bunch of demons showed up at some point after the kami war and killed uh kokusho and kokusho is is in, he was defending the swamp he died in a swamp I, yeah i would <laughs> suck to die in a swamp yeah well I don't guess. piss off sure yeah, <laughs> I got a, ogre ogre territory, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I remember having a dream when I was like pretty young that I was playing in the backyard of like my grandma's place, and I like tripped into a puddle, and I was like drowning in the mud or whatever, and I couldn't quite yell out to my just yeah. out of reach parents kind of thing. And then I woke up and I was just had two pillows stuffed in my face. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, were you face down? Uh, I was face down. Yeah, I, I've had the same thing. Yeah, that exact same thing where I woke up from a dream with my face down in a pillow, but it was a nuclear blast that hit me in the face. I guess as I rolled over or something. I don't oh, know. Oh wow, uh, that was really? how my as on my brain. Uh, I, but uh, in real life, I when I was I don't know maybe like 13, 14, something like that. I was at a friend's cottage. And he had a, there was a lake outside his cottage and there was this like, it was like a very mucky, you know, where you like step in and you go up like halfway up your calves in just yeah, like muck yeah, yeah. or whatever. We were kids and I've never been squeamish about that kind of stuff. So we had a lot of fun in there. And like one day we're at the, on the other side of the lake uh, and his mom had like an old air raid siren that she used to call us in for like lunch and dinner with, uh, <laughs> which was very cool. Um, so he's like, okay, he's like jumps into the water and starts swimming across the lake. I didn't feel like swimming across the lake. So I start running across, but I'm like, I'm going to cut across the bay. Uh, I step into the bay. I, no joke, sank in mud up to my nipples with just like two feet of water above my head oh, and my had, a, had a real ass moment of panic there where I was just like, oh shit, I have no leverage. Uh, managed this to get myself out. Oh, <laughs> oh, had a real brief second where I was like, am I going to die? And then what's up? Whoa. One time I had uh, last dream uh, really quick. I had a dream of uh, I was in like a house that I thought was like, it was made out of stone that it felt like it was in like Greece or something it was with my mom and my brother. And we looked outside in the night sky and there was like flying saucers. And then I was like running on this like grassy hill and I fell and I felt the, gr- the, the saucer go over my head and the warmth of the engine like felt on my back. And then I woke up and I was like in 
in the summer, like in my room or whatever, and my back was still a little bit warm, and I'm like, oh yeah. my god, I just got abducted. But it was his sure. brother, his brother pissed on his back while he was sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if that was gonna be a peed myself story or no. like uh, it was early morning, and the sun was beating through the window, and that was like the residual warmth. No, no, I had a was... very weird dream this no, weekend, no. but I won't get into it. Okay, <laughs> we'll save that. Um, so yeah, all to say, uh, four of the dragons, four of the five dragons died either in the war or in the, the years since. Only Ryusai, the falling star, the red dragon, would remain relatively unscathed throughout the age. So, uh, with the realm's strongest protectors gone, the civil war amongst the humans wasn't the only concern. Those Oni who had killed uh, Koksho are still kind of a problem in the swamps and are still kind of spreading around uh, destruction. Um, this, this time in history is known as the Shattered States Era, uh, and it is, uh, again, a saga card. Shattered, shattered states. Okay. Um, so it wasn't clear precisely, like I kind of said before, what Kyodai was doing during this time. Uh, here's our lore boy's canon, is that Kyodai, perhaps realizing that it was typical human bullshit to be killing each other, you know, just willy-nilly wholesale, uh, Kyodai <laughs> decides to rush off to deal with the, the demon threat. Um, as spirits themselves, the Oni are linked to the Kami in many ways, after all. Seems like not they're not kami, like they're not spirits in the same sense. Demons, because we talked about last time, the all devouring demon of Oni of Chaos was essentially what the Okagashi was, where it was he he was the barrier between the material world and the demon world. That said, I also can't find anything about the demon world or the fact that it's real or anything like that. So for Oni, like I know in anime they go like they say Oni Chan, which means older brother. Does Oni just mean older? I wonder. Like, uh, so it's spelled demon. differently. Okay. I know, like Oni Chan, I think has two eyes when spelled in English. Okay, and it's probably like pronounced differently in actual Japanese, and then like when we romanticize it, uh, it ends up like similarly sounding. But Oni in in Japan as a demon is like you've you've seen it before. It's like the smiling demon with like the horns. Oh, yeah, you, okay. you know the white mask with like the horn the horns on it and, and the tusks or whatever. If Those are Oni. Ju- I think Japanese goblin is an emote in Discord, and it might be close to what the Oni is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Japanese well, goblin. You know, the the, the pale yeah. white skin and the tusks, just like your older brother? Yeah, that yeah. that looks like... The Japanese ogre looks a lot like a... Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Kyodai, we're going to say, Lord Boy's Cannon, goes off to deal with the the Oni in the forest, and that's why they're not sticking around in the human capital of, at Iganja. Okay. Uh, this left the human war to rage unabated for some time, though while people were taking the side of the husband or the brother, there were those who saw that both sides were flawed and sought to just, you know, eliminate them both. We don't need either. Uh, Republicans, Ooh. Democrats, both bad. Uh, so thank God libertarians to the rescue. <laughs> uh, now, there, there was a clan who had served in the Kondo military for generations, Uh, had earned a reputation of untarnished honor in their service. They were known for having an unwavering duty to the betterment of all citizens. A a real, real clan Superman. Which means death of everyone (laughs) around them is the betterment of all citizens. No, no. Death of the two guys fucking this up for everyone. Okay. The only people that he wanted to kill. So uh, it was a young Yamazaki soldier. Uh, Yamazaki is the clan specifically that we're talking about who served the Konda family for a, a long time who realized two men sending wave after wave of citizens against each other was maybe not in the best interest of the people. <laughs> JB. Uh, the young Yamazaki took it upon himself to challenge imperial decree and end the bloody contest. 
he assassinated successfully the late emperor's husband. But when he went for the brother, he found the target all too ready for his attack. Uh, Armed and winning in the throne room, it would be a difficult fight for Yamazaki to win. It seems like he has unwittingly played into the hands of the brother, taken out his rival, who is now like waiting in the throne room, you know, Kyodai's bedroom, basically, where while Kyodai is off doing something else with presumably all his guards and he's fully kitted out in armor. I actually meant to save this picture as well, uh, but didn't. I saved a picture of the sword. You guys can see the uh, the battle between the um, the emperor and the the or the emperor's brother, excuse me, who's the white figure, uh, nameless conqueror, is the backside of this card, the transform side of this card, and the the one in red is presumably the Yamazaki, that faceless Yamazaki soldier who was sent to take him out. Cool. That's very cool. Okay, so it's it, he's just like a G-man basically for working for the working for this other clan. So it's like no name, no face, nothing, just no identity, just sent in s- sent in to to eliminate. Yeah, I I tried really hard to 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 find a name for this person, this Yamazaki, because the Yamazaki there are canon Yamazakis in in the Kamigawa in the two Kamigawa sets. So in the first Kamigawa set, there's this, these cards known as the Kamazaki, the Yamazaki, excuse me, brothers. Uh, and they have like a role. So when you have a legend, uh, legendary card, if you usually have a card with a name, like if you play uh, Show, the Evening Star, you can't play two because there's something called the legendary rule. And if the card says legendary in its type, you can't have like two cards of the same character. name. Yeah, exactly. You can't have two cards of the same name. So the uh, the Yamazaki brothers, basically you can have up to four cards in a deck and they have a card text which says if there's already a Yamazaki brothers on the battlefield. The legendary rule doesn't apply. So you can play, I think up to four of them. Maybe, maybe it was just two of them, um, but you can play like more of them and just like the, the legendary rule doesn't apply. Uh, cool. And then in neon dynasty, when, so again, this lore is from the neon dynasty expansion and they're just backfilling the, the space between basically. Uh, so in modern day, there are figures called Yamazaki and we'll probably talk about a few of them whenever I, I do a proper neon dynasty episode. Okay, cool, cool. But for this this young lad, potentially, you know, changed the fate of the world. Uh, in some ways, definitely saved it. Uh, no name. Might as well be a horse that you ride through the desert on. Okay. So while the faceless, nameless Yamazaki was getting his work done, um, the Kyodai had reached Jukai Forest. Um, where the the Oni were becoming a bigger and bigger threat. So they'd kind of taken over the swamp at this point, and are now we're like, dude, keep getting our feet wet. Hate this. Let's go to the dry forest. And uh, are kind of cre- creeping into the dry forest. Okay. Um, so the Oni threat was pouring like a tide over the sea of trees, and this event came to be known as the Night of Withering. Ugh. Perhaps in desperation, the Orochi... Uh, who we talked about a bit last time, the snake Name folk. Snake, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah he's, right. He's also yeah. the uh, for honor character with the really fast attacks that cheeses you. I remember that a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the snake folk live in the woods. They devise a plan. Um, Lord Boy's canon still is that they did this with Kyodai's help because, again, I, I couldn't figure out what Kyodai would be doing at this time, and it seems like they could have used Kyodai's help in this, right? Uh, so the Orochi plan succeeded. They were able to resurrect Jugan, the rising star, to help defend them. So cool. their protector dragon who had died uh, during the Kami War 
they managed to resurrect him. That's why I'm like, we'll say it was with Kyodai's help, because again, Kami don't seem to die. The dragons are Kami. They seem to just go to the spirit realm where they have to re-manifest for a long time. Yeah, they uh, fast-tracked it. Basically, like fast-tracked a reincarnation ticket through through ghost IT or some shit. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I haven't done that much reading on uh, Neon Dynasty, but in theory, Okagachi also just building up building up steam, right? Um, okay, yeah. So I don't know how long it would have taken the dragons to, to respawn if they would have respawned at all. They almost certainly would have would not have responded in the same way, where they were pretty intrinsically tied to Utsuchio, which is the material plane rather than the spirit plane, because they spent all their time here rather than there, right? Man, if ghosts like if, if ghosts did IT and they had the perspective <laughs> of living forever, imagine how long your tickets would take to get done. <laughs> oh, they already God, take long, and we have like a, a, a finite amount of time to live, right? Like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Jamie, I just talked to IT today. Actually, the, my laptop battery's dead, and now that I'm back at the office, I have to like unplug it to take to the, the take it to the theater that's at the studio. Yeah. And it's just like I'm in there leaning a pad of paper at the screen as though I'm like writing like war letters by candlelight. And like at, <laughs> at some point, the executive producer for the movie came and he's like, "Pete, why don't you bring your laptop?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I can unplug it." He's just like. That is unacceptable. I will contact IT. I was like, thanks, man, because I tried. It's just you could never get anything <laughs> fucking done. <laughs> uh, you guys are doing a lot of IT bashing when I feel like a significant demographic of people who listen to lore podcasts are IT professionals. Well, yeah. So I'm going to say that I spent all day troubleshooting because I've had this problem with my uh, VPN connection, like our work VPN. Yeah. Where like only when I'm connected to the VPN, my internet super slowly dies. Where like I was in a, a global meeting with Jamie today, mm-hmm. and the the I was troubleshooting at the same time with this tech because this is something that's been happening for a few weeks now. I was in the meeting, and I'm troubleshooting, so I connect my my global protect. The meeting, the audio, the video never stutters. Don't drop a frame. Everything's fine. But like I can't load Google. I can't send Teams messages. Like, just, like, random parts of my computer stop working, I guess. I've had this problem with MS Teams recently as well. Just it's not just Teams. It's, like, Google, too. While we're IT bashing. The I'm long- not. I'm, I'm saying, thankfully, <laughs> these IT guys were going I'm, through I'm, this with me. I'm just saying, we're the three, the three of us united against IT. I'm, 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 <laughs> but I'm, not me. I'm on the side I'm of IT. I'm going to put that up there. <laughs> the, longer a me- uh, the longer a meeting goes on. I'm getting a new computer tomorrow, thankfully. Um, but the longer a meeting goes on, the shittier the connection gets, and my laptop starts to take off. Like, just by streaming a meeting with, like, six people in it, and it's just like, it's like, hey, we got, like, eight minutes before this thing dies, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the harder my graphics card needs to work, the less my internet works. Don't know why. That's also <laughs> very funny and weird. Yeah, yeah, that's just how it works. Okay. That's your personal computer, but I'll blame IT for that. As yeah, well, they haven't <laughs> fixed it yet, so. And I'll thank IT for sabotaging Jamie's computer on my behalf. Thank you. Yeah. I'll uh, thank IT for assassinating my rival emperor or whatever. <laughs> so we're saying Lord Boy's Cannon, Kyodai helped. The Orochi, the snake people of Jukai Forest, resurrect Jugen, the rising star, to help defend them from the Oni threat, the demon threat coming out of the swamp. Uh, Kyodai, work is done here. Brought a dragon back from the from the nether realms. I'm off back to Iganjo Castle. My lunch break is over. Got to see yeah. what those crazy kids are getting up to. Uh, just in time to see the Emperor's brother squaring off with the young Yamazaki warrior. Okay. Finally fed up with it all, Kyodai issued a decree. The Konda family would no longer serve as hereditary rulers of Kamigawa. 
as they pretty clearly lost the plot at this point, they would become ordinary citizens and free and fair elections would take place instead. Almost. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it's not it's 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 not often that like a deposed emperor or like a deposed royal family is just like you go get a day job now instead of just being <laughs> executed and devoured by the peasants. <laughs> yeah. Um so I say almost free and fair elections. The truth is Kyodai decreed that the Kami would elect new rulers for their noble qualities and commitment to the nation. So we now have the CIA <laughs> imposing a new leader in their place and basically <laughs> say the old leader is going to disappear to Argentina for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the, the president moved to a farm out in the country. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't go visit him. Uh, <laughs> so such was the birth of the class known as the Imperials, those chosen by Kyodai to lead Kamigawa. The moment of confrontation uh, between the would-be emperor and the brave young soldier willing to defy orders in the name of peace is depicted on the hilt of a sword, the image that I've shown the uh, the boys here. Uh, the card art is the Shattered States era. Like I said, the art is by David Guyette. Um, meanwhile, uh, across the plains, uh, over the river, into the woods, if you'll remember, a dragon, we go. Good. Was, <laughs> a dragon was squaring off at Grandmother's house with a tide of demons. Right. More, more on that after the break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, was it, sorry, was that three claps, and then you're going to do two claps, then one clap? Like, were you doing three, two, one? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to clap you in, to be honest. <laughs> I just did three claps, and then I rushed to click, and it really felt off time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I Morse code there. Uh, yeah. I got, yeah, Jamie just clapped, we're live to me in Morse code, so welcome back. Three Fearless slow me. claps is O, right? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. I which, I like... as, which I assumed meant O, by the way. We're, We're back from break and now live. Oh, yeah. So I only know SOS. Those are like the three letters I know, just in case I'm ever stuck in a submarine and trying to get someone's attention. But it's two letters if you think about it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's <laughs> I use the same did letter you, twice. Did you guys know that SOS was a backronym? Uh where it was originally chosen as SOS just because how easy it was to remember. Do you guys it's know so, it? It's so simple a Jamie could remember it. Do you guys know it? You, it's three quick, three slow, three quick. Yeah, they're not okay. coming through. We'll never not pick it up on the mic, but yeah. uh, he did. He did clap it not out. Not for Maybe you, it, not for you, but it yeah. is for me because I'm the yeah. I'm, Discord I'm, cucked. Discord cucked us, but yeah. Audacity got our back. Okay, okay. Yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd, 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 I'd like to see it's just like 
Jamie puts out like the Morse code, like lines of coconuts on the beach when he's like stranded on an island. (laughs) (laughs) The big SOS letters. (laughs) Um, So in Jukai Forest, a dragon god had been forcefully reborn. The Night of Withering was terrorizing the peoples of the forest, and their god had been yanked back from whatever realm of death they knew to turn the tide against the invading Oni hordes. He's just just like, oh, you guys, the wrong time. Twins, Basil, twins. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The ritual had been successful, and together with his brother Ryusai, Jugen was able to push back the Oni hordes, at least for the time being. Again, we'll get into another possible explanation of where the Oni came from, but uh, for now, the forest is clear. When the dust had settled, however, Jugen could feel something was off. The world had changed when she was gone. The barrier between the spirit world and mortal world was no longer there. Okagachi was no longer there. And she could no longer feel a spiritual connection to Kamigawa. She was just a dragon. She wasn't really a dragon kami. Okay. Three of her four siblings were dead. And now that she had returned, she barely felt alive. She knew that Kamigawa had moved on without her. And to be truly reborn, she'd have to go all in. She left Jukai on a journey to collect the essences of her fallen siblings and placed them all within a single egg. Then she and her last living relative, Ryusai, both placed themselves in the egg and fell into a deep sleep. The egg was sealed and placed within the oldest and tallest tree within Jukai Forest, a tree known as Bosaiju. For 50 years, the egg lay dormant, nurtured by the energy of Bosaiju, and the stewards set in place to protect it until finally, five dragons emerged, fully reincarnated. So... We got new dragons, y'all. Uh, we went through the pictures last time. We'll do the same thing this time. Uh, so still one for each color. The first one up, art by Chris Ron, is known as Ao the Dawn Sky. Um, I think this dragon is so cool as the white dragon, because uh, as Jamie and Peter uh, will, will notice, and the listeners will hopefully hear when I'm done this sentence, uh, it, it's not very white. It's actually quite dark. Uh, but it's called the Dawn Sky, and the other one was the Rising Star, so kind of like the Dawn Star, maybe. Um, whereas, like, Dawn is actually very, like, dark, right? Like, at Dawn, there's kind of this thin line of light along the horizon, and this dragon just has this, like, line of golden light, like, running down its side. It's oh, scales. yeah. It's yeah, very much and- the red eyes black dragon to the blue eyes white dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks a lot more Asian, I guess, than the last ones did, because the last series of dragons were all very kind of pointy and abstract looking. And that one straight up just looks like a Chinese dragon, like kind of like a catfish. Were they? I think I remember some of them were kind of uh, very ferocious and odd looking, were they not? Jodai was. I found they all looked pretty Asian. You're the visual guy, so I'll leave it to you. I'll leave it to you to look these things up after the show, but... Uh, what does that I don't remember. Really? Yeah, maybe, maybe it was that, that weird dream I had. <laughs> What does that mean, really, though? I think this one looks, like, long, he's stringy, he's got... Um, it's like back... a big spaghetti. Yeah. Big spaghetti. Yeah. It looks more Italian than anything. <laughs> he kind of does look <laughs> Italian. He looks like a really thick spagoot. Hey, right? it's a me. Hey, yo, the down this guy. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't feel like cooking tonight. Do you want, uh, do you want to go for a Chinese, Ch- Chinese dragon or, or Italian <laughs> dragon? What do you want to order in? With Ayo, you can have both. Um, oh. You guys may also notice Ao in a lot of creation myths that we've covered in fantasy is usually the 
creator, like the progenitor god in Diablo, I believe it was, or like some variation near two. Uh, in D&D, it was uh, AO is often considered the creation. I don't know why they went with that for the white dragon specifically, but uh, they did, I guess. Thought it was interesting. Uh, next up is Kairi, the Swirling Sky, who is also a very cool design. I have to say, I, I you know, I, I went through a lot of art researching these because it's I'm doing a Magic the Gathering episode. I'm going to spend a lot of time just looking at pretty pictures. Um, the Neon Dynasty art, which, like, we're, again, these are the Neon Dynasty set, talking about the older times, but the Neon Dynasty art that I'm going to show some of you guys, or you two guys next time on the Patreon listeners, I'll provide the links to the art, uh, on the next episode, uh, is some of the best magic art I've ever seen, which is really saying something. Because yeah, it's holy shit. Always fantastic, but, uh, oh man, some of it is so, so cool. This is the Blue Dragon, clearly. It's very cool looking. Yeah, Blue Dragon, surprisingly, uh, not water not very water affiliated. It is in the clouds, which like is water, obviously, but it kind of has like a blue lightning rippling around itself. It, it reminds me of um, like when Goku's running to go and meet uh, like his master for the first time on that really long cloud road. Um, on, he goes to see on the little planet. It looks like, like that area. There's just clouds everywhere where he is. And then yeah. he's like poking his head out and there's like a blue lightning bolt going around. And he's long and skinny. Like he's, He's not as, uh, he's the spaghettini if the other guy's the spaghetti. Yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> uh, you, you think you've seen spaghettini, why don't you just get ready for Junji, the Midnight Sky. So whoa. obviously the the Black uh, Alliance Dragon. Um, oh, this one's really fucking cool. It's got like right? um, raver techno antlers. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, <true>. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice Fortnite skin. Yeah. Nice, nice blossoming <laughs> pink flowers all around it. Uh, was the only picture I couldn't find a high-res artwork for so this that's why the edges are like weirdly cropped i guess but um next up uh at sushi the blazing sky which i'll let you guys guess which one even the listeners at home i'll let you guys guess which color red or green the blazing sky is associated with <laughs> this one's very obvious looking it's cool uh but it's yeah, i guess it's a little less creative than the the previous ones as far as being like uh, I'm good. Spoilers, if you haven't guessed by now, it's the red aspected one. It looks like a very long lion with like a mane of fire. Very yeah. cool, but like very straightforward. Like right yeah, there. I mean, it, they're all done by different artists, right? So uh, I think I stopped giving uh, credits after the first one. First one, AO is by Chris uh, Ron. Kyrie's by Tyler Jacobson. Junji is by Chase Stone. Uh, and this one, uh, Atsushi, The Blazing Sky, is by Victor Adam Minguez. It looks like it has little uh, windows on, on the side of them. Like, there might be passengers in there, like that one nerd <laughs> on the Christmas Polar Express or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right on the magic dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this one, which was, uh, or this one, which is Kura, The Boundless Sky, which was my least favorite art when I first saw it. And then the more time I spent looking at these, I think it might be my favorite one. Oh, um, yeah. There's just something about the head of this, which is it's kind of has these like ephemeral, like ghostly moose antlers, I guess. Yeah. Uh, with kind of this green, but it, it's like the way the antlers are intertwined. It almost looks like a real animal where it has like fake eye spots where it's like hard to spot where its actual eyes are, which a lot of animals oh, yeah. have as a defense mechanism. Right. Um, and I just the, the more time I spent looking at this picture, the more time I was just like kind of a little <laughs> bit uh, blown yeah. away. It reminds me of something so specific that I'm going to post in chat. When I was a kid, I used to play marbles on the 
on the on the playground and you would bet like whoever could get the marble it's basically like golf but you're like flicking a marble right and whoever got it in in the least amount of shots would win the other person marble and i would like i had a backpack where i just like would get more and more marbles and it reminds me of the ninja turtles marbles (laughs) 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 i don't know why the color scheme oh yeah okay that's it five cents for what like fucking 20 jesus christ yeah inflation all right so yeah, for the listeners at home, if we're not doing a good job describing these things to you and you're not a Patreon subscriber, then just imagine if a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle <laughs> marble was a dragon. That's yeah. what this one looks like. So, <laughs> that helps, right? I was yeah. so good on the last one, and this time I'm not helping at all. <laughs> uh, so this there is a saga. So these are all individual cards with the legendary rule, obviously. There is a saga card tied to this one. Uh, which is called the Dragon Kami Reborn. The art Alex by Alex. Yeah, yeah. The, the art's by Alex Bronwyn, and and I mean this art with kind of all of them rising out of. Uh, I forget the name of the tree. Bosujai, something like that. Uh, Bos Boseju. Um, they're all kind of rising out of the egg cracked at the base of Boseju. This like and the oldest tree in the Jukai Forest, uh, and it's a very cool, very very cool artwork. Look it up. It is the Dragon Kami Reborn by Alex. So wait, who's the, the middle pre- one? Sorry, who's the middle one out of that? Did we pass over the middle one already? The middle one is the uh, is the, the boundless guy. No, it's that's Kura, the boundless guy. That's you can see her ghostly uh, antlers. And when you so the reason Jamie asks is because it almost looks kind of rainbowy. Is is what I'm gonna guess. It doesn't necessarily look green. It kind of looks like all of them combined. You guys will remember it was the green dragon Jugen who collected all their souls and put them back into the egg. So I like oh, to think okay. that. Uh, she got a little extra flair for doing that work and for kind of coming up with the plan. Okay. But the the in-depth artwork by Donato Giancola, who I also forgot to credit, um, for her, her actual card, card work, Kura's actual card work, uh, also pretty Technicolor. Like, you can see the different, like, the the yellow, the green, the blue, and then the red, uh, and kind of the black and the color um, in that, that artwork as well. So while the dragons had slept beneath the, the old Ginso tree... Kamigawa was flourishing in what would be known as the Age of Enlightenment. So it turns out that forcefully imposing, you know, a, a foreign government body forcefully imposing a ruler on a new state can work. It did in Kamigawa, so why not here? Uh, it turns <laughs> out not relying on man to decide who to lead, but letting God can really solve a lot of problems. Uh, <laughs> with the Imperials being chosen by Kyodai, humanity was off to the races producing art and not killing. The sign of a progressive society, right? Yeah, I would uh, agree. Yep. Minamo uh, Academy, which was destroyed in the Kami War, was rebuilt. Laws about ethics and fair treatment for all were written. So, you know, things are looking good. Uh, years. Hey, rules connect- are made to be broken, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Laws are rules, I guess. Uh, you got to admit. Uh, so years merged to decades, merged to centuries, and things remained largely peaceful, but some lingering effects of the Kami War persisted. As I'm the years sorry. passed... I'm sorry, dude. I'm so distracted. Can you play marbles today with people? Can you just go and shoot marbles and bet Go to the dark, dude. Or go to the dark. Go to the park, dude. Why not? Nobody's going to want to bet marbles. I, I'm going to steal some kids' marbles if I do this, but... You you what you have you have to break marbles for me. You have to get people hooked first. Oh, and then they buy their own then, marbles. Then I win. Yeah, their exactly. Marbles. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Then you play keeps. Okay, sorry. And those five cent I'm, marbles are probably worth a lot. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I needed to get that out. I was good friends with a kid named Matt who used to love playing keeps and marbles. And anytime he'd lose, he was a very big kid. Anytime he'd lose, he'd scream, run over, grab all the marbles, and just run away. <laughs> 
I remember winning a ball bearing, dude, that was the size of my childhood fist. And, like, the bus ride home, like, it was basically gambling, right? Because you're, like, you, well, with skill. With skill. Yeah. yeah. Skill but you, game. Yeah. I won something for keeps. And I remember going home, like, I didn't own this when I left school, like, for school today. But now <laughs> this is mine. And then it got me kind of hooked on that kind of thing, I think. Jamie learns the value of hard work by getting a free ball bearing. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's one of I made the him things. Made today. Yeah. That's one of the things I'm good at, too. It's, like, random skill shots that shouldn't like it's never useful in real life but for only for marbles or for darts and stuff like that like i'm good at that stuff so when Uh, when you have your own business you know like how like a businessman will have like his first signed dollar in a frame like up in the office like (laughs) jamie's just got a framed filthy ball bearing just like (laughs) taught me everything i knew like like, above above a a degree which is just like kid probably nicked it from his dad's shop too because like it's you yeah. can't buy that big of a ball bearing at like the dollar store where you get marbles, <laughs> you know like yeah. Anyways, yeah. um yeah. playing for keeps as humans do <laughs> uh the mortal inhabitants of kamigawa did notice with the years passing that the number of kami on the mortal plane was increasing and at first no one could really explain why a lot of them were friendly some of them were angry or even enraged to the point of causing harm to humans. So it seems like things are going badly. And for once, it's not the humans' fault. Kami are just showing up and kind of being all pissed off. We're not going to find out that there's like a toxic waste pipeline that goes into the spirit world or whatever. We're like, that's why things are so good where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, we don't need to deal with our trash anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we we kind of are, but not yet. That's not oh, okay. this problem. But, uh, Nice call, Pete. So, <laughs> so having spent their lives in service to the kami and maintaining the peace between mortals and spirits, the monks of the Order of Jukai sent out to investigate. So there's this order of monks called the Order of Jukai who live in the Jukai Forest, and they're like, hey, there's these random kami attacks kind of springing up around Kamigawa. Nobody really knows why, so we'll go investigate. Troublingly, they found that these kami were not coming to, their, to the mortal plane on their own, but instead were being inject, ejected out of their home. Strange rifts had appeared throughout Kamigawa, and from these shimmering portals, Kami were occasionally tossed out of the spirit world to find themselves in the mortal plane without themselves understanding why. So usually why they're angry, uh, and again, like a lot of the Kami that we've talked about so far are, are very intelligent, very sapient. Uh, it does seem like with a lot of Japanese myth and also uh, the lore here, a lot of them are probably just like, it's a river spirit, it's going to act like a river. You know what I mean? <laughs> or... It's this is this is the spirit of a, a grasshopper. It's just going to be like a grasshopper when it gets here. It's not necessarily going to be capable of complex speech. Right. Uh, it's uh, like uh, bringing it back to the Ninja Turtles. I'd like to imagine there's just like a uh, like a business commie, what, like reading a newspaper in front of its face, and then just like drops through an open manhole and then mm-hmm. is ejected into the material plane. Yeah, exactly. Ejected into the streets of Manhattan. You have a dog Whoa! shitting on pavement. You got like. People fucking screaming at each other, horns honking, you have Times Square fucking blinding you. Like, it could be (laughs) distressing for anybody. And it's just, it's just trying to act like a river in the middle of Times Square. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to to be a river in the middle of Times Square. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So without Okagachi, the barrier between worlds, who was destroyed at the end of the Kami War, Around, it seemed like the mortal and spirit realms were drifting together and were destined to eventually overlap. The monks brought their findings to Aiganjo Castle, and the Imperials reached out to the Minamo Academy to try and find a solution to the problem. Uh, 
There's spots where designated mergings, where the realms are merging, uh, where the barriers between Kami and mortal worlds weakened. These places were powerful and dangerous. They were places where the very structures of reality were laid bare, like bad wiring in an old house. Okay. So you literally just be walking along, and then suddenly you just see, like, tesseracts forming, you know, at a mm-hmm. place where reality was slowly unwinding itself. Okay. Right. Pretty, yeah. pretty dangerous. You just see, like, a the spirit of a podcast host, and... All they're able to do is read a wiki and not speak with any type of, <laughs> of any original thought and stuff like yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to hear original thought. Trust me, we've tried. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I, I shared a card. I shared some card art with you guys from Touch the Spirit Realm. The art is by Marta Nail. Very uh, cool. You guys want to take a crack at describing it for the listeners? Jibo, you want a little redemption here? All right. Yeah. So background. I'll, I'll paint the background first. A bunch of like heavenly looking cubes like with greens and purples and like they're they're like big old like cubes like uh like in uh, reboot coming on down and then in the front there's like it looks like some type of angel and she's like falling backwards with her hand up in the air she looks like really limp and like like the life is very um her. to me it's very like victorian era woman thing you know what i mean yeah like, onto yeah. the chaise lounge like Lots of golds in the dress, in the wings as well. She has wings, and then her hands are pointing out, and she has a mask, and her mask is like, looks like the eyes are closed, and the mouth is in like a loose frown. Um, well, that's the best it could do. It was okay. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. the like the the kind of fray, the the hems of her like dress and sashes are like pixelated. Yeah, they yeah. they seem to be like becoming unreal, right? Like they they seem she seems to be like tessellating in a way that's mm-hmm. going to mean she, this oh. woman probably didn't exist for much longer. The those captain's crunchizing her, basically. Those cubes mm-hmm. are supposed to be tesseracts, but obviously I can't see what a tesseract looks like with yeah, my dude. dumb eyes. Okay, yeah, you're <laughs> dumb. Got it. It's it's because I it's because I actually pasted the two D image, not the three D image. If I pasted the three D image, you would be able to see the four D because we can see one up from a. Thank you. Right. Yeah, you're right. That's my <laughs> bad. That's my bad. <laughs> uh, so after studying these mergings for some time, uh, the scholars of Kamigawa developed technology to stabilize them and at least hold them in one place. So if it appeared somewhere, they could kind of pin it there so it wouldn't kind of wander around and just like be a roving whirlpool that would spit out monster gods every now and then. Okay. It's like a it's like a cheap robot vacuum. They put up they put up low moldings everywhere so the test wrecks exactly. turn left for eternity, basically. Exactly. Yeah. After bumping I can okay. tell you just got a new vacuum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mine can see, okay? It doesn't bump into nearly as much. Uh, so they built these merge gates, as they would come to be known, wherever they found the veil weakening. So they, they found this way to stabilize them by building these gates. They plop these gates down on top of it. Once a merge gate was established, the Order of Jukai, those monks who I mentioned earlier, would assign personnel monks to it. So that when a kami wandered through, you know, was taking a shit, reading its newspaper, getting ready for its first first meeting of the day, and, you know, before getting sucked into the toilet and waking up with Shredder in the gang. Uh, <laughs> There's someone there to greet them, basically. Someone there to just be like, "Hey, like it's cool, you know." It's you're not. It's the first like Men in Black, basically. Where yeah. it's, it's 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 like immigration yeah. for demons, basically. Exactly, exactly. Okay. The order, the order nice. of Ukai is just like uh, border border control agents, uh, or just you know, first game that first card the there, did ya? Oh, <laughs> well, we got a pamphlet. You just go through the other end of this Scooby Doo door, yeah, and then you come right back out the other side. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Where where are the beautiful colors of the Technicolor rainbow? <laughs> okay, are you right bringing, any, bringing any bags of blood with you today? Yeah. Like, 
Blood, blood. I forgot my blood. Should I have brought it? You look real disoriented. You got got lemonade in the fridge here. Just grab one, sit down, relax. Zip up your pants, though. I see you were doing some business when you got teleported over. (laughs) We we have lemonade in the spirit world, too. (laughs) Uh, And so it went, really, for a long time. Uh, The first rift secured. The kami had a way of joining a unified Kamigawa peacefully. Um, there doesn't seem to be a way for a lot of these kami to go back. It seems like once they're here, for whatever reason, their tie to the spirit world is broken, and they're kind of just stuck in the Utsuchio, the mortal plane. Power, uh, for a long time, is concentrated solely in the hands of the Imperials. Those powerful elites hand-chosen to rule Kamigawa, even as more kami drift across the ethereal border to set up their own home here. Okay. Pete, you were uh, blaspheming? Did I miss uh, something yeah. while I was yeah, reading my script? <laughs> I, was listen- I was listening to you and Jamie on Push the Talk just absolutely just disappeared an entire pickled spicy asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get away. Did I pick up? <laughs> oh, no, no, like no. I couldn't hear you chewing, but just it was the just visual. like... The Describe length. it for the listeners. Describe it for the listeners. You want, you want, I got the like... The length, of his, the length of his hand in one bite just boom. <laughs> and I was just like, like, oh, like a Victorian woman fainting on the couch high yeah. on cocaine with the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> James Eaton, uh, I got, spicy asparagus. No, it's Mike and, Mike's uh, spicy beans. Exactly, they're so good in Caesars, and I love yeah. that at the end. And I wanted to not pick up and not be like a distraction to the show or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> but don't worry, I got guess you. deep Peace throating guy. a bean on camera. <laughs> in kind of, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I knew you're trying to be subtle, but it, it's like that guy who like shotguns hot dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Harvey Har- Har- Wood shoots a good dog. Harvey Wood <laughs> yeah. shoots a good dog. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Subscribe to our Patreon for Jamie Deep Throat and Beans, baby. <laughs> we gotta get this camera aspect going soon so everyone can get this. You can. Pay everyone. Five can, everyone can have yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this brings us right up from the Age of Enlightenment to what will simply be known as the modern age. Uh, as with, uh, you know, as expected with a modern age, uh, comes some modern thinking about systems of government. The Imperials had long ruled by virtue of being appointed by God, Kyodai, one of the most powerful beings, if not the most powerful being on Kamigawa. With the modern age came technology to take some of that power back. We got to take the power back. Yep. Uh, for a long time, what we'd call magic, you know, uh, you you boys and I, the boys would call magic, uh, came from bonds one would form with the kami. So if you wanted to be a wizard on Kamigawa, magic, it seems, came from the spirit realm and could only be drawn forth by humans using kami as conduits. Cool. Uh, so you had to kind of get a kami on your side for your goal if you wanted to cool. pull magic and be a, be a wizard. So like Basically. ice would okay. be my little ghost wolf that would like help me shoot little icicles out of my hands or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, why like it would let you it, ice would let you widen your your esophagus so that you could deep throat many beans at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's not like a wolf trait. <laughs> uh, you ever seen a husky scarf something down that it's not supposed to be eating? Oh, I mean... fair enough. She once <laughs> ate a whole raw chicken. And uh, they, every the time they I, just tilt their head back and they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> she got every time I get close to her, the field she would just pick it up and bring the chicken like carcass to the other side of the field. So I'm just running back and forth and my dog is just doing laps, <laughs> eating an entire chicken. Yeah. Just eating laps, shit. <laughs> yeah. Out, out you enough to eat a chicken during breaks. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Not, no, no diarrhea, actually. It was a very strong stomach, apparently, because I couldn't get the same. A, a whole raw chicken, I'd be, I'd be out for a little Oh, while. well, maybe that if yeah. she was, like, your, like, kami familiar, it would give you just the ability to actually digest an entire <laughs> raw chicken. <laughs> Finally! I've tried oh, that yeah. so many times, and it never yeah. goes well. I, I made a pact with a demon to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally, I don't got to get sick anymore. I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm so tired of having to call in, call in sick to work three, four times a week because all that chicken that I ate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm doing it either way, but at least yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> never, never learned to cook. Made a made a deal with the devil just so he could eat. <laughs> so, two of the biggest inventions of the modern era. Uh, one of them is known are these things known as enhancers, which allow a user to increase the flow of magic from the spirit world. So, if you have an enhancer and a deal with a kami, you can become a very powerful wizard. Cool. Uh, what are enhancers? Then, are those like the stones you buy at those shops that are like these like open up your cores and stuff or, or like what's an enhancer? Yeah, it's like a it's a copper bracelet with like two ball like woven copper bracelet with two balls at either end that you wear oh, on your yeah. wrist and it aligns your chakras. Okay, right. I I have a side story. I have a friend of mine uh who is going to get married uh for I think it was his girlfriend's birthday or something or He's getting married for his girlfriend's birth? What a nice present. Yeah, but like I was talking to one of her friends who was absolutely like one of these like Reiki crystal healer girls or whatever. And she was like, I got you this kind of crystal and don't worry. I didn't want to bother you. You don't need to recharge this one. And <laughs> I could not help myself, but laughing. at her. You know, it's like the new fire extinguisher or fire, the new smoke detectors. It's just got a 10 year battery. That Reiki crystal <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> what about the J.O. crystals that you go and like a hangout with the boys to recharge them? You ever see those? No. no. Okay. Crystals? Yeah. I was going to say with your J.O. buddies. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a meme on, on the, the internet where you like, like people have crystals and they go and they like jerk off with their friends to recharge them. And it, it fulfills their sexual energy, but I mean, there's a very small and perpetually unsuccessful YouTube channel that I love called the smut cave. And I remember distinctly, he has a video about J O buddies, which are just guys that want to, uh, jerk off and i remember a bunch of the other craigslist offers are ridiculous <laughs> and one of them was just like you can come we can come over with my wife and my kids are away we can jo and you can take home a bunch of imitation crab meat it's perfect oh. <laughs> we, we just bought too much <laughs> i don't mind imitation crab meat but in that context i really don't want imitation there's crab easier meat. ways to get it it's I'm very, not uh, you it's can very just frank buy it. It's very Frank from It's Always Sunny. How like I think yeah. they go to an orgy two or three times in that series, and every time there's a buffet, and he says the only reason he goes to orgies is for the buffet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you get this jack off bracelet. Uh, it's known as an enhancer. It helps you channel energy. It's yeah. a children's show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get this. You get this James O bracelet. Let's you uh, <laughs> increases the flow of magic from the spirit world. The other Pure major. Direction. The other major invention of the modern era is a device invented by a group of eggheads studying the merge gates, which allowed them to draw energy without a Kami channeler. So you can kind of see where we're going with this. We had magic. It was limited by Kami and also limited by how much you could draw. And we have people who are like, we don't need Kami anymore. And also we can draw a whole lot more. They're automating out the need for demons, basically. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the inventors of these things, uh, the inventors of the Enhancer was a group of artists who were just trying to create art and ended up accidentally creating tes- like a Tesla coil or something. I don't know. I'll uh, let you know when uh, that happens on some, the show, folks. Something that violated the second law of thermodynamics, basically. Uh, and a group of scientists 
who invented the the no need for for kami by just studying the merge gates. Oh, they no. weren't working together. They weren't trying to do these things, but their inventions would form the basic basis for basically all future technological developments and would forever alter the landscape of Kamigawa. It's from this point right here that we're going to end up in the On Dynasty eventually. Wow. Okay, yeah. So um, I got my demon run vacuum here, but Pete's got one that just runs on its own. So Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. You know, plug yours into the wall. The, the wall of your house, also known as the Kami of the house. Yeah, well, actually, this one <laughs> runs on gasoline. But Montreal, um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to get us to switch over to electric green vacuums, vacuums yeah. you can charge them on i, the I hate yeah. vacuum it's so tiring every time i'm done all those fumes i gotta just take a nap yeah. <laughs> vacuum with a pull motor like it's a lawnmower <laughs> um so there are those in kamigawa of course who view change and progress as bad and scary the ruling elite the imperials were desperately trying to c- control the flow of this new technology and limit its use all in the name of stability Wow, I can't believe the elites are the people who are resistant to change. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, so the Order of Jukai, on the other hand, viewed the use of magic as reckless and claimed it had the potential to damage the very fabrics of reality, which, yeah, they're probably right. I've so, visibly been doing that from what I understand. <laughs> this episode really helped me identify my bias, my biases when it comes to conservative values, where I'm like, I read the first part about how the Imperials reacted. I was like, those fucking elites, dude resisting progress those sons of bitches try to keep us down then i read like the order of jukai part i was like they're so fucking right why are we just fucking full steam ahead with progress we're not even thinking about the consequences like i was so fully on both sides and i was like or like against one and or the other and i was like wait they're on the same side though i don't know how did i end up here so i had a real real come to come to new gingrich moment when i was writing this episode uh so the kami are generally as c- confused as humans about it all. Some are resistant to the way humans seem to be developing these new technologies. They're, us- they're using our you know, natural resources. It's the Mr. Burns tunneling under the school to take their natural oil reserves. Oh, Burns slant drilling, basically? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Some kami are very excited for what humans might be capable of. Some are actually like, yeah, let's, let's go to the fucking future. You know, like, we'll see what these guys can do. No problem. They, they seem to be doing more with the spirit energy than, than we would, for good or bad. Let's find I can't go home, and the the lady at immigration was very nice to me, so I wouldn't mind some future bullshit since I'm stuck here. I want yeah. two Jo bracelets, baby. Like what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm a man. I'm a man on the go. I'm a mover and a shaker. Back <laughs> off with one hand. Come on. Mover <laughs> and a shaker. <laughs> <laughs> so this finally brings us to the end of the modern era, which is just before present day, because we're in the future. Okay, it's the distant future of 2002 in Kamigawa now. Right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Nice, nice, okay. So so we're at the end of the modern era. We're stepping into Neon Dynasty finally. We're going to set the stage for Neon Dynasty. And then, like I said, I'll probably do a Neon Dynasty episode at some point in the near future. Neon Dynasty, Neon Dynasty. I, I'd uh, wager it'd probably be in three weeks uh, if, I were, if I were a betting man. Did I say next week? I meant... No, no, it's just, you said oh. at some point in the future. I'm oh. like, it's <laughs> going to be Ethan's next episode. <laughs> I mean, maybe... Uh, probably there is a like I said a Warhammer 40k Magic Gathering crossover which I might oh, want to yeah, of but we'll see that is bait uh, so uh, in present day Utsuchio the realm of mortals is very different from how we left it on the last episode it's a technology driven world of hot cars leather bars and movie stars oh and, Love it. and cyberpunk <laughs> ninjas technological in, in augmentations also, with plenty of kami and spirits roaming around and bona fide magic, of course, of course, TM, TM. Uh, so we do kind of have this cyberpunk 
future city at some point for anyone who Sounds does it. Sounds a lot like Shadowrun from the yeah. 45 minutes I spent playing one of those games. Cool. Yeah, a lot like Cyber, uh, a lot like Shadowrun. Excuse me, a lot like Cyberpunk in a lot of ways too. I think it's pretty undeniable that the people who were the you know the very talented artists who were working on uh, Neon Dynasty when it was coming out, and probably the producers and executives who decided this was going to be the next next set to be released, were probably capitalizing on Cyberpunk's popularity at the time, yeah. right? Like, I, I think it's almost impossible to say in you know the capitalist landscape that we live in uh, that it wasn't that uh, at all. You know. Um, that said, like I said before, some of the art is some of, you know, the coolest art I've seen out of Magic the Gathering. I I really I do really like the cyberpunk aesthetic, which for anyone who doesn't know, I guess it's like very like not too distant future, maybe 50 year future kind of thing where there are, you know, a lot of improvements, but also pretty dystopian in that it's these mega cities. There's very little like nature anymore that you typically see in these these fictions um, with, you know. Usually corporate factions vying for control or, or something. A lot yeah. of flashy neon lights and, and escapism, too. And yeah, like, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, a lot of, you know, virtual reality, you can kind of become the person you want to be with uh, cybernetic augmentation and, you know, whatever. And Like, you know, everybody gets plastic surgery and, uh, like, a lot of people can live a lot longer than normal because, you know, technology. Depending on how rich you are. People who don't have jack-off bracelets, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, or a jack-off bracelet in every home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the credo. The J.O. crystal, it's like a... It was like a Craigslist like meme thing that that, that took off. I, I shared it with you guys so we can all catch up afterwards. But anyway. okay, beautiful, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I will add it to the end of the script for the patrons so that there they can go. get a picture of the the charge up in Jo thirty eight Houston Craigslist ad. Great, okay. Uh, <laughs> so the city of Tawashi near Iganjo Castle has spread far and wide, absorbing other states within its sprawl. Species of all kinds. Sorry. It's a GTA. It's a greater yeah, exactly. area. It's absorbed exactly. a bunch of like Ajax. It's yeah. just absorbed all the suburbs. I mean, all of them. Yeah. GTA uh, means this... Grand Theft Auto to most people, but GTA is a big area in Canada. Also <laughs> yeah. Us. yeah. The Greater Toronto Area is basically the part of the country that decides who is going to be prime minister. Yeah. Like, exactly. There's so many people there. <laughs> yeah. So the city of Tawashi near Igajo, it's spread far and wide, absorbing other states, uh, species of all kinds, moon folk, humans, Nizumi, and more. I was saying humans pretty much all episode. There are other ones which we talked about in our last episode, but they were there more in the background. It was more folks on humans, uh, but they're all living together now. They coexist like the religious symbols on the back of a Prius. Uh, the city grew <laughs> <laughs> across the uh, I thought of you when I wrote that joke, Pete. Uh, the city grew across the Arapa. My dad has a fucking sticker. Is does he? <laughs> oh, good yeah, one. he does. Uh, Shout out, shout out to Dad O'Donoghue. Uh, across the Araba, the ruined wasteland once destroyed by the Kami during the Kami War and was built as solid structure, essentially now. So it's, it really is like the symbolism of like reclaiming what was once lost 1,200 years ago. Okay. Uh, the city reached all the way to Jukai Forest. So I, I don't know if you guys remember, I sent you guys a map the last time, which kind of showed like the different colors as like vertical stripes. Yeah, uh, it was, was kind of like, abstract though, right? Yeah, it was sort of like mirrored diagonally. It yeah. does, and I did say like no one has ever been east of Jukai. Now it really seems like, as I was kind of reading this, it seems like every direction is east if you go far enough. And it does seem like the city at some point does get surrounded by uh, by the forest at some point. So it's trying to expand and eventually on all sides it ends up surrounded. I will send you guys another, pic another picture which does not depict that at all. But from the last picture that I sent you guys to this one, it's very, very similar. Uh, but this is where we've, we've come to uh, really, really wish I'd looked at that uh, 
guy who wants to jack off and recharge that crystal uh, prior to this one because that was, that shocked me. That's Very shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. He gets some confidence at work, home, and social situations, etc. when he has a charged crystal, man. You can't... It's just... It's for him and his bros. I like man. his barbed wire bicep tattoo, too. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I pulled it up in the first picture on the meme was just a picture of the streamer Jerma. Like, they put him in next... You probably guys don't know who it is, but somebody redid the meme and just made it as if it, a, a famous streamer was a pervert. So, which is great. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A famous streamer was a pervert. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the city reaches all the way to Jukai Forest, and it seems like they're out of places to build. So I don't know if it like reaches to Jukai Forest on one side, you know, the sea on the other side, the mountains on the other side, but like you can expand pretty easily into forests. Harder to build on water. It's harder to build in mountains. Uh, yeah. And there, I mean, they find a source of fuel. Our source to fuel its growth, right? In the wood they chop down, uh, it continues to devour the landscape. Trees are reaped like wheat to drive the construction of new buildings, and many kami who had taken up residence in the forest to remain apart from city life were being driven out. Now, they fought back with protests and civil disobedience in the form of emerging from beneath the ground to destroy new buildings and curse the builders who made them. Just typical Antifa shit. Uh, <laughs> The builders act just like the old industries of today would and set water cannons and attack dogs on the residents. So they continue absolutely ravaging the beautiful ancestral homes of those who'd lived there for centuries, all in the name of another high-rise condo. Uh, uh, the emperor, not acting like politicians of today, seeing that a fragile peace held, held for close to a millennia was now close to shattering, intervened. He brokers an agreement that would halt progress into the forest, which meant the commie no longer needed to attack. The builders could continue to settle any land already seeded with one exception. The city, uh, with one exception, uh, the city that had grown around Bosaiju, the oldest and tallest tree in Kamigawa, which had once incubated dragons, right. not be touched. Yeah. So they had expanded into Jukai Forest past that ancient tree, essentially. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And they said, like, we're not going to take any more land, and you guys can't fuck with this, you know, beautiful ancestral tree that's older than anything else on the plain. Uh, you know, it's a heritage site. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to turn it into a national park, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, unable to expand outward, the only directions left were up and down. A sprawling undercity was developed, and vertiginous towers sprang up throughout the city. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to end us with a quote from Emily Tang, who did a lot of the, the legwork on this episode. London's like that. The, they went down because it couldn't go up anymore because of, like, firefighting laws or something. A lot of underground oh, yeah. in, in London. A lot of like crazy, what? like super deep, like rich people, they build down. And they have like pool, like car garage, like crazy shit. Oh, yeah. but I did not down. know that. That's fun. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Um, so a quote. Unable to expand outward, Tawashi was forced to grow upwards and said, skyscrapers filled the city and Bosaiju was soon lost within the skyline. But then the millennia old tree, which had lain quiet for so long, began to grow once again. It grew so large and so tall that it came to eclipse even the tallest structures surrounding it. Builders attempted to match its height, but for every new tallest structure constructed, Bosaiju grew even more. Bosaiju's message was clear. The city might be standing on this ground now, but the forest refused to let anyone forget who had been there first. Today, Bosaiju is the largest structure in Tawashi. It's spreading branches, casting a near-permanent shadow over much of the city. Holy shit. And if you guys look at that picture, you guys can see... Bosaiju rearing its rearing its head over the city in the uh, the picture that I showed. Oh yeah, it's Very right in the middle. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, 
So yeah, that's our show. That's the the lead up into Neon Dynasty. Like I said, there's a lot of stories with the in the set in actual Neon Dynasty, which I don't know if I'll cover them all. I don't know which ones I'll cover. I don't know if it'll be a multi-parter. I don't know. I haven't decided any of that yet. I have three weeks to to decide, or potentially six weeks if I end up doing the MTG Warhammer 40k crossover in the intervening. But um, yeah, that's been our show. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, sources for all the uh, the stories that I've I've told you guys today or read from today. Wow, that is a crazy picture of a London underground mansion. Lunga, uh, yeah, London mega basement. If you're curious and googling, <laughs> there's a bunch of them. People are against them and stuff. There's documentaries. It's very cool. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so, so sources for this episode are listed in the description. Uh, if you like the episode, like I said, let us know because I do plan to do some follow-ups. But you know, your guys' reaction will probably inform how many follow-ups that I do. And usually that means if one person tells me that they liked it, I'll go ahead and <laughs> do <laughs> ten more episodes, as, as you guys know. Uh, I've been your host. I'd love to do a follow-up episode, so please let me know. You guys can reach us on Discord. You guys can reach us on Instagram, right, Pete? What's going on, on Instagram these days? At Lorebrush Podcast. I'm a week behind, uh, but otherwise, uh, you can always uh, DM us. I know that we had uh, somebody new message us, and then I, I sent her the link to the Discord. She popped in, dropped some music, dropped some suggestions, and then vanished, which uh, I always appreciate. You. It's just just fresh ideas, and thank you. And I hope you're still listening. I I mean, I'm a big. I'm a big lurker in place. I'm yeah. a, when I do watch Twitch, I don't I don't chat, but I will read chat. I lurk. Yeah. I mean, that's Discord channels too. I go in, I steal their memes, I take it to my meme channels. You know, <laughs> I know I just, uh, you're always uh, aware of what I've posted, but so rarely respond in like group settings. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll I, say something. You're like, oh, I saw that. I'm like, did you? I, I didn't see your response. Oh, I guess you're just, you're always watching. No fucking okay. emote? How dare yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I hate Texting. This conversation came up at work today, where everyone's like, "This is like when we when we get in touch with testers who we need to staff our projects." Basically, we uh, we have like a three contact rule where we send them an email. If they don't respond to the email, we text them. And then if they don't respond to the text, we try calling them. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's like, "Oh man, I hate calling." I'm like, "Man, I send out a mass text and then almost call everybody right away because I just want to talk on the phone. Like it's easier for me." <laughs> yeah, I, I hate text based communication, so Discord is is scary to me. I, I do my best to be as present on there as possible. Oh. Uh, and links to that are in the description for this episode. Yeah. Also yeah. relevant to our artwork, uh, we do have, uh, at present, a day locked in, Montreal Comic Con, July 9th, 2022. Come say hi. We will be there. Um, yeah. Also, what's going to be very cool is, I believe the guys at my publisher have a panel to do. So we will basically have uh, the run of the place for an hour or two in the middle of the day if you are only interested in Lore Boys and Lore Boys accessories. Uh, yeah. None of that other shit involving other people, uh, which is great. So yeah. Also, uh, we have a merch store as well. It is, uh, what is it? Uh, spring, spring.com. The, the link's the, the the link is in there. <laughs> click yeah. the button, click the shiny blue button that says merch in the description. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll take you right there. So you don't even need to worry about it. Uh, Jamie, anything you want to plug? No, no. I booked a dog sitter, so I'll actually be at this one. I know Eric missed me at the last, uh, <laughs> gathering, but if you guys, uh, get there, like, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be there. We'll be hanging out. Uh, I like it wasn't Discord. a dog issue. I feel like you were sick. No, my no, dog uh, was sick. He, was, he was sick for something else. Oh, your dog was, was sick. sick in October. Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah That's right. my dog was sick. Yeah. Um, so now, now you're going to poison your dog and just leave it with the dog sitter? And no, I like, I, I'll be happy to go and meet everybody. So we'll, we'll do that. July 9th, uh, get in the Discord. I hang out there. Sometimes go and chat. Hondolo and I were playing a game, um, Mother Gunship, together a couple weeks ago. Let's come on to the Discord. That's the best place to hang out. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like, also the best place to get like new information about us because if yeah. something happens regarding Comic Con, again, like COVID and Quebec uh, are, uh, you know, hard to separate. So if something happens, the if it doesn't happen, uh, you know, as we're recording, you're going to find out on Discord any important updates, basically. So that yeah. that's that's the best place to be. Yeah. Right now, plans are Montreal Comic Con in July yep. and then World Tour shortly after. But yep. days to be and then if you're oh, like, yeah. oh, we're in well, Winnebago, baby. Let's let's do it. <laughs> you're like, oh, well, I want to, I want to see First more. I catch you. If you're like, I want to see more pics of Jo crystals or mega basements, or I want to go to your mega basement to charge your Jo crystal, then Discord's the best way to get a handle a handle of this. So you can just like, yeah, the Jo crystals, three floors underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we'll talk about these things like the J.O. Crystal guy and the London Mega Basement, and sometimes we just post them without context yeah. on recording day in the Discord and let people just speculate, you know? I'll do one of those <laughs> now, actually. That sounds like fun. I'll just do the basement. <laughs> yeah. speaking, of, speaking of things that we post and let people speculate on, if you guys like the show, a great way to do so is reviews, but another great way to support us is via Patreon. Uh, we do have a bunch of, you know, what we call loser titles, which are titles which... We thought might be good titles for the episode that we all go over after the show and then decided that they weren't, that we post on Patreon. Uh, there's usually a fun little guessing game from all the patrons trying to figure out what's what. Uh, so uh, check out patreon.com slash the boys if you're interested to learn more. Uh, there should be some previews there of those things. You also get bonus content. You'll get the scripts with all the images attached already so you don't have to go dig through all the sources that I've posted and try and find them. Um and of course, if you guys don't trust Patreon, we do have Lore Boys Prime. We have an exciting week here in Lore Boys Prime. Obviously, you know, we're going on a world tour, but which I did say, but it's not for the Lore Boys. It's for friggin' Jamie, Sideshow Attraction Extraordinaire. We need things for the man to deep, deep throat, preferably <laughs> just vegetables. We've all seen him deep throat a bean, okay? It's been done. Yeah. I'm nope, watching we uh... want. I'm watching my weight, so just let's keep the vegetables, please. Yeah, yeah. vegetables, please. Vegetables, yeah. please. Or or and they... I are renting a Winnebago. We're gonna be driving the Winnebago. And we're gonna have like that that like wooden cage on the hip, <laughs> big wooden wagon wheels. That you, and then it's like, yeah, we'll drive them around the south. People can whip peanuts at them and shit. It's gonna be yeah. great. Yeah, while he, while he deep throats spicy beans, hot beans, and whatever else the, the patrons guys, can, can Matt show. and Steve's. Uh, I'm not, we're not sponsored, but Matt and Steve's spicy beans. I gotta tell you, the Canadian company to make good beans. Uh, yeah, Matt got, and Steve crunch at us, yeah. guys. What are you talk? What are you thinking? I would love it. Biggest fans. Was like, yeah. In the spirit of a freak show, but it was just like we set up a little apartment and it was like, behold, the amazing human Caesar. And it was just like Jamie, totally normal, just like mixing in, mixing a modest drink <laughs> <laughs> or in I a just, wooden cage on wagon wheels. Obviously. Or am I just like sitting in a chair with my head straight up with like a bouquet of chicken wings and different pickled vegetables sticking out of my mouth? And with a bouquet of pickles, excuse me, I think that constitutes a lore boys. Four boys. Out. Out.
I killed the second one too, I think. Like it the was... barbarian guy? Did you rescue the big, cute flying animal? Yes. I, I unlock fast yeah. travel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is it which is great. Um so but I so I the game is quite easy uh, if you have any kind of souls experience because like, I have beaten yeah. both bosses at this point on my second attempt. To me, it feels like a souls game when I'm like I'm tired after work. I don't really want to have to play at my peak best, but I still want to yeah. have that experience. I want to be I want to be a 30-year-old and play a souls game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 